From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Nope. 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 It's Ward White and Ryan Fox. Two of those three. <laughs> Tom's still laying on a recliner in a boat. On a big boat, I guess. Poolside. Poolside. I think he's poolside right now. No. No? From experience, where if I was at 7 a.m. on a on a cruise, I'd be heading, and I'm awake, I'm heading straight to the breakfast buffet. Breakfast buffet. I'll tell you what. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. It is 7 o'clock here on a Thursday, the 19th day of January, and this is game time. Lady Bears, excuse me, I knew I'd do it before. Baylor before Women Ward. That's right. Baylor women get the win last night. Much needed win for the Baylor women. 69 to 48 over Kansas State. Uh, that's protecting your home floor, Ryan. Yeah, and it was huge. And the way they did it as well, they needed a response after that loss to West Virginia, coming back home and facing another team that had been a little bit on a skid in the Kansas State women's team and getting a 21 point win on your home court. That's huge. Other games in the Big 12. Oklahoma gets a 93 66 win over TCU. Boy, TCU just really struggling right now um but oklahoma played very well last night iowa state over oklahoma state 69 to 64 texas tech got a win at home over the longhorns 68 to 64 and kansas with a big win over west virginia 77 to 78 and so you look at the Baylor women's standings now. Oklahoma sitting at top at five and one. Texas at four and two. Iowa State at four and two. Baylor at four and two. Kansas at three and three. Tech at three and three. And Oklahoma State at three and three as well. And so kind of a log jam. Big twelve, man. Yeah. It is uh certainly more contested than it's been in a while in the Big Twelve. And so we'll hear from Nikki Collin coming up in just a little bit about uh, how they were able to get that win at home and, again, protect your home floor for the Baylor women. In the Big 12 last night on the men's side, it was number 14 TCU going down and West Virginia getting their first win in the Big 12, 74-65 to uh, in Morgantown. That's a big win for West Virginia to get off the slide. Yeah, and there's that there's that old saying, you know, the, the first win is the hardest to come by, and that's a huge, huge one for West Virginia, especially just how they started and – you know, you you can't start a winning streak until you get that first one. So that, that that's a huge win for the Mountaineers. Absolutely, and Oklahoma falls to Oklahoma State, seventy-two to fifty-six, and that's that's a big win for Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma now coming into take on Baylor next on Saturday, and that's a one o'clock tip. Is that right? Uh, What's that tip time? We'll get that for you. Uh, let's see. Tip on Saturday is at one, 3 o'clock, excuse me, 3 o'clock at Oklahoma. 
So Baylor has the Sooners coming up next. Uh, we'll visit with Ryan Aber tomorrow about where he thinks Oklahoma is right now. But uh, for West Virginia, I, I don't think you can state how big a win that is for them. That leaves the Red Raiders all the way at the bottom of the standings looking for their first win right now. But you've got Kansas Kansas State and Iowa State all sitting atop with the Longhorns right behind at 4-2. and two. Now the Horn Frogs at 3-3. Three and three. And Baylor tied with TCU at 3-3 three and three in conference play. And so we talked about it after their win the other night. All you can do for the men right now is just continue to chip away and hope that teams in front of you start chewing each other up in the Big 12. And that's not surprising in the Big 12. Yeah, because even we talk about how even this league is across the board. Even the top teams are are going to lose some, whether it's on the road or at home. It doesn't matter. You, any team in this league can win in any given night. So, and the and the Baylor men's team is on a good skid right now. Th- three straight wins, and if they can keep that up, along with getting some help from up top, then that'll be huge. Dallas Mavericks last night. We talked Mavericks yesterday, but they come up short 130 to 122. And Jason Kidd's not happy with his defense right now. No, he was not happy. He was saying in his press uh, post-game press conference that it was almost like an Atlanta Hawks shoot-around going around that game. The The defense for the Mavericks was not well at all last night. They've The last time they've given up less than 100 points in a game, which is hard to do in the NBA given, was back on December 21st. So they've... They've been giving up a lot of points recently. They've been scoring. You should be able to score 122 points and win in the NBA, but when you're giving up 130-plus, that's that's not going to get it done either. Yeah, they they prided themselves or what helped them get that seven-game winning streak is what they were able to do on defense. And here lately, it's not been very good. Now, look, they've been hit with injuries as mm-hmm. Doran Finney-Smith and Josh Green both have been out, and those are their two best defenders right now for the Mavericks and not having those two guys uh, has been, well, it's been hard on the defense and for the Mavericks as, as good as they have been. And we touched on this a little bit yesterday, Ryan, but as good as they have been, they've also been almost just as bad at times. Well, they're, they're, they're an offense first team. Uh, I mean, and- well, yeah, I mean, that's because of Luca. Uh, absolutely. When you have a prolific scorer like that, it's hard not to. And then you have the the center and Christian Wood. He puts up 15 to 20 points a game, uh, getting 10 boards as well. He's a prolific scorer. Um, but it really, when you look at consistency, Luka's the only one that brings that, at least offensively. And we know Luka's one of the best scorers in the league, but he's he might be slightly average defensively. He, he's not one of the greatest defensive players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the greatest supporting cast around him. So you have Luka Doncic in your lineup. You're going to score some points. There's no doubt about that. And But but, th- but that's been the case pretty much since Luka came in, that this team can score, but just the defense has just not been great, especially when you're losing your top two defensive players right. to injury. It's just, That just amplifies that tenfold. Makes it tough, doesn't it? Yes. Especially in the NBA. And I know NBA is not a defensive league. Mm-hmm. I mean, make, make no mistake about it. It's just... It's not, but the top tier teams do play defense yes. in the NBA. If you want to get to the conference finals or the finals, if you look up every year, 
those are pretty good defenses every year, even though you, you just don't associate defense with NBA basketball, especially when you watch the All-Star game. Yeah, and coming into this season, you know, the Mavs coming off that uh, Western Conference Finals run, we thought we were gonna they they're bringing a lot of that cast back, and including some additions inside the paint with Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. You thought they'd be right back in the mix, but but they lost a big part of that cast too. Jalen Brunson as well. Yes. That that he was yeah he was their go to guy, and he helped throughout that playoff run as well. When Luca missed a couple games against the Utah Jazz, Jalen Brunson took that number one spot and led the Mavs to a couple wins, but. We've talked about it as well. I think they caught lightning in a bottle. They got hot late in that season, especially after that trade when they picked up, you know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Reggie Bullock, players like that, and it, it it improved the team defensively. And they just they they got hot at the right time. And I think that they kind of came back down to earth at the through this season because they just they haven't been great. And you know they they've been hit with injuries and stuff like we said, but. Still, even when they're fully healthy, they just haven't been great defensively regardless. No, they haven't. Uh, NFL announces five teams to play home games abroad in 2023. Do you like the games across the water? I do because in most cases, you know, those games are kicking off 7, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning our time. So mm-hmm. we have early sun, morning football. Sunrise to sundown and football all day long. I love it. It's not bad. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and New England Patriots will each play international games during the NFL 2023 season. The Chiefs Patriots will play in Germany. The Bills, Titans, and Jaguars will play in London. Uh, and the Bills and Titans are designated home teams for two games uh, at the Trotum Hotspur Stadium while the Jaguars will host a game at Wembley. Uh, and it is a multi-year contract in the United Kingdom there will not be a game uh in the upcoming year in Mexico City because they're doing renovations to Aztec Stadium so no game in Mexico so that's probably why the Cowboys got left off because usually that's or a lot of times it's the Cowboys or the Raiders that make the trip to Mexico yeah because for obvious reasons yeah and just geographically as well I mean you mentioned all those teams that are going out to Europe a lot of them are on the east coast so it's a logistic travel thing as well no doubt all right dallas cowboys we'll talk to rj Ochoa coming up at the bottom of the hour but they signed a kicker yesterday to their practice squad christian viziano will be on the practice squad he is at the star right now uh and so the cowboys a little bit of insurance you think for this or should marhar be concerned about not making the trip what i think it is and the reason they signed tristan is because he was in the cowboys building in 2020 for a little bit uh early in the season so they have some familiarity with him and he's kicked he's kicked in uh nfl games this year he kicked a little bit for the patriots and for the cardinals as well and he was uh three for three on extra points and then i think he made the one field goal attempt he's made all year so it's I think it's a couple things. I think it's a little bit of insurance in case, you know, say on Sunday afternoon, Brett Maher goes out there and misses the first extra point. He's like, all right, you're done. We're bringing this other guy in. And because at that point, it's like he still hasn't gotten out of his own head. And I think another thing is for the rest of practice this week to, you know, give Brett Maher that sense of urgency like, hey, we're bringing someone. You better step it up. You know what I mean? And that'll – 
that'll help the competition and make sure to see if he can respond and get his mind right, knowing that there is someone breathing down his neck coming in. Yeah, I I think you have to do your due diligence and at least look and see who's out there. I guess this is the most comfortable choice mm-hmm. that the Cowboys could come up with, and it gives you an opportunity. Now, they can sign two extra players to their 53-man roster in the playoffs so that he may hover around, and if everything goes according to plan, he'll probably make the trip to San Francisco and, as you say, be sitting there. Does that put more pressure on Brett? I think it does, and I think they have to apply pressure to him. They can't just be lenient and, like John Fossil said, we can't pretend that it didn't happen. Well, no, you can't. So you got to – it's pretty blatantly obvious. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think it's a good I think it's a good move by the Cowboys just to keep Maher as you know aware as possible and just know like, hey, if if you mess up again, you you're done. Well, the the only thing thing that you got to worry about is how does he get out of his own head because that's where it is right now. It's it's not mechanics. It's well, it's partly mechanics because he's in his head. But that's the big thing. I mean, he, he's got to find a way out of that tunnel. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It just, it's just not there for a while. Um, the 26-year-old is 75% of his extra points in his career. 75. Yeah, and the league average you, you is what? You feel good about that? Not really, because the league average is what, like 87, 88, I, something yes, like that. Somewhere in there. Uh, according to the collective bargaining agreement, he'll earn a weekly wage, uh, wage, excuse me, of eleven thousand five hundred to be assigned to the practice squad. Not a bad week's work. No, I don't think go so. Go out there and kick a little bit and just be an insurance policy. So there you go. Uh, we'll talk to RJHO and see what he thinks about that as well. Anything catch your eye last night in the uh, sports world? Uh, nothing in particular. I was mainly just keeping an eye on the uh, on the Baylor women's game against Kansas State. Uh, didn't really get any notifications of any huge headlines or something like that. But it, it was mostly that and the just the announcement of the NFL abroad games. Yeah. So. From the nine hundred three on our CNC Collision text line six six two sixteen sixty. It would have been neat to have the option to put the AFC Championship game overseas. Uh, if it would to be played on a neutral field, it also exposed new fans to good NFL games instead of bad NFL games. Thank you, 903. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to get some excitement going abroad. But I think the only problem with that is you would anger some NFL fans on our soul. Yeah, I think so. And <laughs> If you put a championship game yeah. across the seas and they have – not a huge option to get over there. That that may not set well with the locals. Yeah, probably not. But but it's a good idea. I yeah, mean, if you want if you really want to get good NFL exposure and get a good game over there, makes sense. Why not? But why not? Fans, send... the fans would not think it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I guess not. But I think it'd be cool. You know, just like like you said, usually the games that occur overseas are b- between teams that. Just usually aren't very good, and, and that's usually a lot of the cases like Jacksonville. But Jacksonville's on the up and up this year. But 
you know, I think it'd be cool. It'd be a different for the fans abroad to be like, hey, these are two teams that are playing for a spot in the championship game. Right. So I think I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, again, if you want to get good exposure, then there you go. You you don't get much better than that. What do you feel about the neutral game if it does come down to Kansas City and Cincinnati at the what is it, the Superdome in Atlanta? Well, I don't Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes Benz yeah. Superdome, yeah. Um, I I know why they're doing it. I understand. I do too, and and that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I still, I'm still a proponent of the higher seed should get home, home field advantage. But again, I understand why they do it. I I don't hate it, but I mean, I think you know that situation with you know Demar Hamlin and everything was out of everyone's reach. So I I understand why they're doing it, but I think I think still the higher seed should get to play at home because they, they've earned that i i agree i i understand the process but i i think at some point you have to say hey this is kind of out of our control exactly this, this is just the way it is uh, at at the moment all right uh our cnc collision center text line is open our question of the day how good do you feel about the cowboys after taking down Tampa Bay, going into San Francisco, and making it to the conference championship, or if you want to throw it in, are they Super Bowl bound? Did the Cowboys turn the corner? Are you getting ready for your Super Bowl party decked in Cowboy blue? Hmm. Ryan? No, not quite yet. You're tapping the brakes. I think so a little bit, but if if they if they beat San Francisco, that'd be huge because I think that puts them. I think I think because I I still think San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. Okay. So I'm not saying if the Cowboys beat them, it's an automatic bid. They're going to beat whoever's in the NFC championship. But if they go on the road to Santa Clara and beat the 49ers, I'll feel a lot better about their Super Bowl chances. I'll, mm. I'll say that. If the Giants somehow beat the Eagles and the Cowboys get a home game, I would. At that are point, are you buying Super Bowl tickets? At that point, I would. <laughs> I would at that point. Okay, I'm not going to call you a bandwagon yet. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to your foundation for your home, except no substitutions, Advanced House Leveling Foundation Repair has been lifting homes for over 120 years. Trust your foundation to the most experienced company in Texas: Concrete Pilling, Steel Pilling. Soil injection, root barriers, moisture barriers, water drainage, and they will take care of it for you. Go to fixitjimmy.com to find out more. Stay right there. We'll talk Lady Bears basketball, Bader women basketball, <laughs> right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, beginning at 6 p.m., live from Rudy's, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and head basketball coach Scott Drew. That's tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's, and here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
Looking for some fun this weekend? Stop on by SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco this Saturday for their cruise-in event. Show off your remodeled classic one-of-a-kind car and hang out with SoCal Speed Shop crew and your closest friends. Gates open at 10 a.m. There will be door prizes, food trucks, games, and even a nostalgia top fuel race car to check out. The event is free and fun for the whole family. So stop by the cruise-in event this Saturday at SoCal Speed Shop located downtown 6th Street in Waco, just a few steps from the silos. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball ESPN Central Texas
Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward Watch Ryan Fox along with you. 23 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock here on this Thursday morning, Thirsty Thursday, as we take a look at Baylor women basketball last night, 69-48. to They trailed 11-9 in the first quarter, but exploded for 21 points in that second quarter uh, for the Baylor women. A, a big win against Kansas State to get back in that win column. Anytime that you can come home, uh, protect your home floor. We talk about it all the time. Take care of your home games. Steal a couple on the road, and you'll be probably in pretty good shape when it comes to the end of the season and seeding for the Big 12 tournament or whatever your conference tournament is. Doesn't matter. You've got to be able to win at home. They were able to do that. And make no mistake about it, they were on a little bit of a slide coming into last night's game. Yeah, absolutely, and it was a great way to bounce back because that, you know, they were ranked going into that West Virginia game on Sunday, and then West Virginia was unranked, and then the unranked team prevailed in that game. So they they needed this win. They really, really did, especially coming coming off a loss like that, and the way they won too, winning by twenty one, how emphatically they won. That's got to have some confidence being built up in the Baylor women team as well. Caitlin Bickle had a big game, 10 boards, and a career-high eight assists for the Baylor women. Nikki Collins was talking after the game about how the Bears played. Yeah, um, but if I actually had to grade our defense in the first quarter, it looked like two teams um, that are on losing streaks, honestly, um, and trying to shoot themselves um, out of it. You know, like they took a ton of threes in that first quarter and we're just missing, you know. And, and granted, they've been missing all Big 12. But they're still capable, you know, and you don't want, you know, our, our conversation before the game was we want them to go two by two by two. So when they're just firing one three after the other, we're like, that, that's not the game plan, you know. We, we've got to do a better job um, of making them attack the lane, get in rotations, um, because they're really good straight line drivers when they get, can get all the way to the rim. But if you stay on their hip, if you have rotation, you know they they don't they don't play over and around and pass around once they've put their head down. Um, and so we wanted to force them into those some of those bad running twos, you know, down the lane line. So I thought our defense picked up, quite frankly, in some ways when our offense picked up. Um, but yeah, we it was good to. See see them miss a lot of threes um you know I thought early um you know it, it's so hard because it's not like we weren't taking open threes but um we need to not take the first three early in the game you know we need to get paint touches and um, once we started getting paint touches and a lot of that was when Bella came into the game and Kate was getting the ball in the high post. Bella was doing a good job of sealing and getting behind them and shooting layups. Um, I actually thought Asia was doing a good job just not putting the ball in the basket. Um, Erica didn't do a bad job, just didn't put the ball in the basket. And so I thought we did a little better at, at getting the ball um, in the tunnel, into the lane, because we were always going to get an open three at some point in a possession. We just didn't need to take the first one. And when we started to probe and get paint touches with the pass or off the dribble, we had them shifting, moving. We were making extras. And now all of a sudden, you get that rhythm three. Um, that you know you're ready to take before before you even catch it. And so I thought that was a big part of it. And then I thought our defense ramped up. One of the things that helped us is, 
you know, when um, Shamasti checked out of the game with two fouls, um, even though analytically she's not the greatest three-point shooter, she still forces you to guard her out there. And when they sub and they bring in their backup post, it allows Caitlin to really roam and help um, because Gregory is a handful in the post for Jamie. Um, and so that was a big help to us. We had a lot of protection around the rim in that scenario. We get stretched out more um, with that starting lineup that they played. And so I thought that was good. And then slowly and surely, you know, I thought Bugs was hiding um, against the zone. Like she's just learning to play against zone. And I thought she was hiding. She didn't hide after she sat for a quarter and a half. You know, when she went in in the third, she was fantastic. Um, fantastic finishing around the rim, um, rim running. You know, I think it helped. They, they tried to jump in their 2-1-2 two -two to start the third quarter, and we just dialed it straight down for a layup. And so that took them out of their ability to put, get run that. That scared them. Um, and that was good because that's one of those things that they can go to to create a turnover, um, to put a little extension on you. That is Nikki Collin after the game. Good insight to how they approached that game last night. And she's right. Good offense does turn into good defense in most cases, or good defense turns into good offense. When you can get it, the transition game going, things get easier on both ends of the floor. Uh, and that's what happened to the Baylor women last night. They'll be back in action in the Farrell Center hosting Texas on Sunday. Uh, tip at 4 o'clock, and you can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. The rest of the conference will be in action on Saturday with Texas Tech at West Virginia, Kansas at Iowa State, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, and TCU at Kansas State for Big 12 women's basketball coming up this weekend. Coming up next, R.J. Achoa. He'll join us. We'll talk Cowboys. That's next on Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Everyone with the Cowboys Playoff Report, I'm Christy Scales. Kicker Tristan Vizcaino has been signed to the practice squad as insurance after Brett Maher missed four extra points in Monday's win, causing panic in Cowboys Nation that Maher has the yips. Details on Maher's approach at practice this week right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. When kicker Brett Maher missed four extra points in Monday's wildcard playoff win, he became the butt of jokes, and Cowboys fans are panicked that he's got the yips. But the person who holds for Maher's kicks, Brian Anger, says panicking and making changes is the worst approach heading into Sunday's divisional round game. Just having a consistent work week. He's a calm guy. He doesn't overreact to things. Um, that's the worst thing you can do is overreact and try to make a bunch of changes. So um, we're going to keep it the same. It's repetition and it's repeating things mentally. And that's where he's got a good. He's got a good mental game. Cowboys 49ers kickoff Sunday afternoon is 5:30 Central. As today's Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. 
Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcarr.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Baylor women scored a 69-48 win over Kansas State at the Farrell Center last night. Dariana Littlepage-Bugs led the way with 19 points. Chelsea Wooten scored 16 of her game-high 21 points in the first half as the MCC women beat Cisco 93-46. That's 15 consecutive wins for the eighth-ranked Highlasses. The Cowboys have signed kicker Tristan Viscano. He will back up Brett Maher, who missed four consecutive extra points in Monday's playoff win over Tampa Bay. TCU has hired Kendall Bryles away from Arkansas to be the Frogs' offensive coordinator. He takes over for Garrett Riley, who left TCU to become the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. It is 34 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. Wardwatch Ryan Fox along with you. Joining us now from Blogging the Boys, it is R.J. Ochoa. Good morning, R.J. Good morning, guys. Great to be with you. Thanks. And for the Dallas Cowboys, how does one Dak Prescott go from his worst game of his career to possibly his best game of his career in just a week? You know, I um, I, I wouldn't say that I, I think or thought that the Cowboys were, uh, were sandbagging it, you know, in the regular season finale against the commanders, but, but it did, it did have a feel of, of them, you know, sort of half playing kind of hokey poking the whole situation. And so, um, I mean, we saw C.D. Lamb in motion. We saw them utilize Tony Pollard. We saw them be aggressive on fourth down. We just saw an entirely different disposition on Monday night than we saw, uh, really, to be quite frank, not just, you know, in Washington, but over the, the final few weeks of the, of the regular season. I mean, the Cowboys were fortunate to, to clinch a playoff berth, you know, with about a month ago, and, and that kind of 
you know, allowed them the luxury to, to, you know, tinker with and experiment with some things. And so um, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that anytime Dak Prescott wants, he can, he can score five total touchdowns, but um, it, it does seem like when, when the Cowboys want to play, when they want to be on, um, you know, generally good things happen that are associated with Dak. What a turnaround in the fan base in just a week's time as well, going from, oh, no, this team is in trouble to, hey, this team's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's that's life. And, um, you know, the, the big, you know, kind of natural swings in emotion are, are what put food on my table. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's that, that's the power of the playoffs. And got to blog on the boys in the lead-up to, to Monday night was, um, you know, and, and it was really obvious that that game was going to do a, a monster number from a ratings perspective. And, and those, you know, not everybody remembers, you know, 10 years from now, the regular season win in Minnesota. Uh, but everybody remembers the playoff wins. Everybody remembers that you beat Tom Brady. Everybody remembers that you, you knocked him out of the playoffs. And if he retires, everybody remembers that you kind of ended his career. And so, um, it, you know, right, wrong, fair, and different, you know, the what's at stake over the month and change that we're seeing here is a little bit different. And I think that's why, um, you know, you mentioned the, the Maher thing or it was in, in the All Sports Center hit. Um, I think that's why Dak showed some emotion. I mean, you know, that that's really uncharacteristic of Dak Prescott to, to get, you know, emotional like that. But um, but he knows. I mean, he knows that, that no offense to, to Leighton Vander Esch or Dalton Schultz or, you know, Israel Mukwamu, but, but the game and, and the winner loss mean a lot more to his resume and his legacy than it does anybody else's. So should Cowboy fans be buying their tickets to the Super Bowl right now? I mean, it's it, this is a very strange emotion. I mean, last year, Cowboys fans were, were pumped. It, it, it didn't look like Dallas was going to host San Francisco, but things broke the way that everybody wanted, actually, uh, in Week 18, and, and that led to the Niners visiting the Cowboys. And everybody thought, like, oh, Jimmy G, like, boom, like, give us, you know, basically the bye. I mean, we're good to go. Um, and obviously it's Brock Purdy now, but I think everybody's kind of agreed that, you know, their tails are tucked between their legs. And that's not in a, in a you know, we're going to lose way, but I do think that's in a, in a respectful way and an understanding way that, that this is the team who, who not only beat the Cowboys last year, but I mean, they waxed them and they embarrassed them. They, they, they pushed them, you know, they broke them. They, they, they broke them to a point that, you know, the Cowboys are, are blaming officials and, and really going out, you know, like sore losers. Um, and, and, you know, beyond that, though, the, the way all that happened helped the Cowboys kind of forge this new identity. And so they really wouldn't be who they are today without that moment. And that's not to say it was awesome, but um, I, I, I will say, it, it, you know, while, while acknowledging that they are going to play one of the harder football games that they have ever played, I also kind of believe in them more than I ever have. And so it, it, it truly does kind of feel like a going for a proposition. For you mentioned the kicking situation and 0 for 4 in extra points, certainly not what anybody has in mind. But for Brent Marhar, is it a little bit added pressure and unfair in some senses that they add a kicker to the practice squad because of making it harder for him to get out of his own head? I think this is one of those things that, you know, your own, you know, we'll all know what the right answer was on, on Sunday night, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, if Brett Maher comes out on, and is perfect, it's like, well, that was the exact perfect way to motivate him, right? Uh, if, if Maher comes out and unfortunately struggles again, it's what would you do and you should have, you know, thrown him total and complete support. Um, I do think the Cowboys have, have tried to kind of, um, you know, have their cake and eat it too in that sense. I mean, they've had all of their players 
um, support him, you know, publicly and, and I'm sure privately. Um, and they've kind of allowed, you know, the coaching staff to be like, you know, the, the bad parents, right? Like the, the ones who are administering the punishment, like, look, man, we got to bring this kicker in, you know, we really hope we don't have to use him. And so, um, you know, all options here are, are not ones that I think anybody likes, but um, I do think this is the best. And, and it's not like they brought in, you know, some, some random, you know, hot shot, you know, big time name. They brought in, you know, a, an average kicker who they've had in their building before and, and somebody who obviously is in kicking circles that Brett knows. And so um, it, it just feels like the best possible thing that you can do in this situation. Does he get one of those extra two spots on the roster and make the trip to San Francisco no matter what happens the rest of this week? I, I tell you, I've thought about that. I mean, I've thought about, like, you know, why why not put him in uniform in the event that, you know, Maher, you know, in, in a perfect world, if Maher misses, it's it's a similar situation, right? You you win, you know, easily and sizably to where you can kind of play around and have fun with it. But, but what if he's he's got these yips still and, and it's a tight ball game? What if you need those field goals? So um, in, a, in a perfect world, you could disguise the fact that you're, you're activating Tristan Disco, you know, but – I think you have to leave him inactive. Like I, I think that you you're stuck at this point. You, you're not painted into a corner, but um, but you're you're at this distance. You kind of have to finish the ride. And so um, I mean, everybody's kind of hoping and praying that Brett Maher finds a way to return to the form that we saw all season. Jason Peters didn't practice yesterday. What does that do to this offensive line going into San Francisco coming up on Sunday? You know, it is amazing and I think underrated that the Cowboys lost the, the left tackle they started the game with on Monday night and, and still won the way that they did. Um, obviously, you would like to have Jason Peters out there, but again, you you know, you have to reconcile who he is and, and his, his health status and, the, you know, the idea that he's not going to be able to finish a game in all likelihood. And so um, I, I think, you know, everyone involved understands that. And so now you get to put Tyler Smith at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard. I think from a, a protection standpoint, from a run support standpoint, it, it kind of keeps things status quo. Uh, it obviously removes the ability uh, to, to, you know, instill or, or run with the jumbo package with Connor McGovern at fullback. But if that's the only thing you lose out of this, it could be much, much worse. Cowboys defense going in against Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, hoping that that glass slipper falls off his foot on Sunday afternoon. What do they have to do to – kind of knock Brock Purdy off his tracks. Is it because he's not getting pressure right now, or do the Cowboys try to do anything different to try to unstabilize him as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're trying to figure out which challenge is, is easier, stifling Brock Purdy in the pocket or, or running step-for-step step with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, or George Kittle, I mean – the, the easier the path of least resistance is, is getting to Brock Purdy. And, and we haven't seen him under a ton of duress. And he, he does have some sense of mobility. And, and he exercised that last week. Everybody saw, um, you know, the best play of the game he had was probably that incompletion uh, near the end of the game where he ran all over the field. And so that's, you know, it, it's true for Tom Brady or Brock Purdy or if it's Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones or Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. If, if you can get in their way, if you can stifle them, you can, you can affect timing and rhythm. And, and at that point, you know, a lot of things are working in your favor. And so um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans are really optimistic saying things like they haven't faced a, a defense like the Cowboys. And that's true. Um, I, I think um, certainly from a pressure standpoint, presuming the Cowboys kind of show up in, in that sense. But uh, the same is also true on the other end. The Cowboys have not seen a defense like this. And so uh, it does kind of feel like a, like a bucking bull sort of contest on whichever one of these teams can hang on the longest is the one that's going to win. If you're Dan Quinn in the Cowboys defense, do you sell out 
defensively, at least early in this game? Or do you have to respect it and still stay within yourself? Yeah, I think you've got to make them work for some things because the reality is, I mean, you, you give Debo Samuel, you know, two inches and, and that's, that's 10 miles to a lot of people. And so, um, and, and some of it, I think, depends on, on what the Cowboys offense is able to do, right? Because, because of the fact that these are two stifling defenses, I mean, you know, one score is massive. I mean, and so um, if things are tight and, and things are contentious, I don't know that you want to, you know, risk everything and risk putting, maybe you're down three at that point or whatever. And all of a sudden in the blink of an eye, you're down multiple possessions and now you're chasing the game. Um, it, it, it sounds cliche and, and kind of like right in the fence, but it really is contingent upon the way that the game is unfolding. Kella Moore on Monday night stayed close to the vest, didn't have a whole lot of smoke and mirrors involved in the offense, did start off with some easy throws for Dak that didn't connect, but then Dak got into the rhythm of the football game. Is that the recipe that he needs to follow throughout the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people joked about how, how Kellen was kind of saving the good plays for, for the playoffs, and, and I don't know that we, we kind of saw that, but um, I mean, it, it did feel like Kellen, you know, understood the seriousness of the situation. And so um, I, I will say, too, it, it does kind of seem like the Cowboys are, are kind of playing, you know, this thing opponent by opponent. And so um, that, that game, they called that game specifically to beat the Bucks. I mean, and, and it sounds simple, right? Like, oh, we'll just go, go score four touchdowns in a row. You, you know, run that offensive game plan. But, um, I mean, things, things will have to be quicker and shiftier. And, and you'll have to, you know, scheme guys open more this week than, than you had to last week. And so... Um, I think I know it's not a popular you know opinion among Cowboys fans, but I think Kellen Moore has earned the benefit of the doubt. I mean, this is somebody who commanded the top offense in the NFL at Dak Prescott under center, and um, that that's a dude I would bet on this week. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd bet on him to win, but I'd bet on him to have a chance at least. Well, I, and to me, I think it it this team is better offensively when you don't try to do too much. There's certain times that you watch Kellen Moore, and I feel like that. You know, he's reaching into that bag of tricks and trying to do too much. There's too much motion. There's too much movement in the backfield. And I understand that sometimes you have to have that because you're alternating a play and calling an audible. But sometimes it's all for just candy. If Kellen Moore can stay within himself, I feel like it's a better offense altogether. I agree with that. I mean, there is a lot of deception and people call that eye candy or whatever. Um, but you know, I'd say the motion is the motion I'm most in favor of it, it specifically involves CD lamb. I mean, and, and CD doesn't get the same sort of, you know, touting that, that Debo Samuel does, but, but Sebo is, is one of them, or Sebo, excuse me, the, uh, CD is, is one of the more dangerous players in the NFL with the ball in his hands. I mean, that was, you know, that was who every Cowboys fan, you know, was so excited to get, you know, when they drafted him out of Oklahoma, he was the, the yards after the catch God, uh, while a member of the Sooners. And so. I mean, it, you, you have to give him that running head start in, in a lot of senses, especially against a defense that is really tight, a defense that's going to want to apply pressure, that's going to want to jam him at the line of scrimmage. And so, uh, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not a fan of doing things for the sake of doing them. I agree with you. But uh, there is a, a significant advantage that can be had for, for certain moments, certain situations, and certainly certain players. Bottom line, RJ, do the Cowboys make the NFC championship game? I mean, Ward, I, I, I've, you know – I'm, I'm, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm old in life and I've got all this wisdom and I realize how silly that sounds sometimes, <laughs> but um, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, this, this is the, the most strange I've, I've ever felt about, you know, it sounds like that's happened a million times. It's the seventh one. 
about a divisional round for them. I mean, they, they shouldn't win, right? Like they, they shouldn't win, but, and this isn't said in like some sort of like, you know, Disney Herb Brooks miracle on ice <laughs> sort of way, but like they, they, they shouldn't have done a lot of things that they did this year. They shouldn't have won four games without Dak Prescott. They shouldn't have survived Tyron Smith going down. They shouldn't have survived with a rookie at left tackle and, and been able to so, you know, easily flip him inside and back outside and inside and out and, and played Tyron Smith at right tackle. They shouldn't have been able to, to get to this point, they shouldn't have been able on paper to go to Tom Brady's house and beat him when they were 0-7 against him all time. Um, they shouldn't have done it in the blue jerseys, on the road, on grass, on a Monday night. You know, they're on a short week this week. I mean, uh, but, but they have they have proven to me that they have, have found a way to do a lot of things. I mean, look, think about it. We, we were all devastated that Brett Maher was playing poorly. Imagine that. Like, imagine that notion, you know, back in, in August. And so... Um, they, they are the curse killers in a lot of ways. And, and I know there's a lot of history associated with this matchup. I didn't come this far to, to not pick the Cowboys. Um, but I, I do think it's, it's going to be quite the game. I, I trust them a lot. And I, and I think people misconstrue that to say, oh, well, that means they're going to win. No, I, I trust them to give their absolute best effort. Um, and, and that might not be enough. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, and that's a, that's a way that I haven't felt about them at this stage of the game, maybe my entire life. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys ESPN San Antonio with us here on Game Time. R.J., always appreciate the time. Have a great week. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Sounds good, man. Have a great weekend. All right, there he goes, R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys. Did that sound like confidence, or did that sound like hopefulness? He, uh, The way he worded that, he, he wasn't sure. I felt the same way all week. I, I, I feel like... I really feel like this game could go either way because the the thing for me, if they're able to apply pressure mm-hmm. on rookie Brock Purdy like they like they did on greatest of all time Tom Brady, I think that sets him up for the best chance to win. I, I think they have to knock him off his skates. Yep. And if they can do that, they they'll have a chance in this football game. I don't know that they can do that, but if they can, it certainly would set them up a little bit better if the offense can stay status quo and at least make something happen because that San Francisco defense is good and much better than what they faced last week. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Tampa Bay is not a very good football team. As much as you want yeah. to say, hey, they're a playoff team. They won their division. That division stinks, <laughs> and they're not a good football team. So the Cowboys beat a not a very good football team. Didn't have confidence in them not being a very good football team because they lost to a not a very good football team in Washington the week before. But – you know, this this team has had the the case of playing down to its opponent. They didn't do that on Monday night. Now they have to get up and play up to an opponent against San Francisco. Can they do that? We'll have to wait and see. Kickoff 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New Sales event. Start your year off with incredible savings like 2.9% for 72 months on a 2022 Ram 1500 crew cab. All levels. Lone Stars, Laramie's. And top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get values up to $3,750 on Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus 4.9% for 72 months. Pick the best selection of Ram trucks in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. Stay right there. Did You Know is next with Ryan Fox here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Second and 10. Elliott's back in the game. Only heard here. Prescott in the gun. Back to throw. All season. Well protected. Go to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line and he 
He's in for the touchdown. This Sunday, it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs with your Cowboys visiting the San Francisco 49ers on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys 49ers this Sunday at 430 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential installation, service, and new construction for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star ratings and Google reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373 and on Facebook. Member Better Business Bureau, license TACLB 106271E. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Baylor women scored a 69-48 win over Kansas State at the Farrell Center last night. Dariana Littlepage Bugs led the way with 19 points. Chelsea Wooten scored 16 of her game-high 21 points in the first half as the MCC women beat Cisco 93-46. That's 15 consecutive wins for the eighth-ranked Highlasses. The Cowboys have signed kicker Tristan Viscano. He will back up Brett Maher, who missed four consecutive extra points in Monday's playoff win over Tampa Bay. TCU has hired Kendall Bryles away from Arkansas to be the Frogs' offensive coordinator. He takes over for Garrett Riley, who left TCU to become the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Ryan Fox along with you here on this Thursday morning, sneaking up on the 8 o'clock hour. And coming up at 8, Jeff Wilson uh, will join us. We'll talk some Texas Rangers and 
Also talk a little TCU Horn Frogs with Jeff coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, 8.15, Stephanie will bring her sports knowledge into the Game Time Studios here on a Thursday morning. So we'll get an insight from Stephanie as well, plus Bryce Cherry at the bottom of the hour. But right now it's time for Ryan Fox. Did you know? Or did you know that today, January 19th, is the 21st anniversary of the Tuck Rule game? Really? Do you remember where you were when that game happened? Because I was no, because I was 14 months old at the time. No, I don't. I don't remember where I. I remember watching it, but I don't. No, that's not a huge thing. Now, if you were to ask our guest the other day, Mr. Q Myers, your boy Q, mm-hmm. he could tell you exactly what he was drinking, what <laughs> he was eating, uh, exactly where in the room he was standing. He could tell you everything about that, but me, no. That was a big that game, was too. the Patriots and the Raiders. And the driving snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And the tuck roll game where the Brady Brady fumble was called an incomplete pass, and that ended up setting up the Patriots to win and move on in the playoffs. So that happened. The tuck roll game happened 21 years ago today. Golly, man. That, Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. You were how old? 14 months. Wow. <laughs> Man, I can't believe that. That, that. that just goes into perspective again how long Tom Brady's been playing in the NFL. Not just football, the, just the NFL. Yeah, that's, that's that's nuts that he, you know, and he'll probably be there again. I think he plays till he's 50. I really do. Seeing a Raiders uniform next year? I would love to see it. One of my buddies is a huge Raiders fan and a Tom Brady fan, so he would literally melt if that happened. Yeah. But also, did you know that on this day in 1951, really cool thing here, the National Football League purchased a struggling football franchise in New York called the New York Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. And that club was moved to Dallas where they became the original Dallas Texans. The Dallas Texans. And they played one season with a 1-11 record. Mm-hmm. And that team folded and then formed. That would have been the Kansas. They moved to Kansas City. That's what I thought initially as well. But this was the first Dallas Texans. They lasted one year in the NFL and they ended up forming the Baltimore Colts. Really? So, yes, one season in Dallas. Then they moved to Baltimore and became the Colts, which eventually moved to Indianapolis. And then again in 1960, when the AFL was launched. The Dallas Texans came back as one of the original AFL teams in 1960. And then that team lasted two seasons mm-hmm. and then became the Kansas City Chiefs in 1963. All right. So there, I didn't know this until yesterday when I was researching it. There were two Dallas Texans teams. I had no idea. That's crazy. And they both lasted a combined three seasons. Yeah, I knew the Texans moved to Kansas City and became the Kansas City Chiefs. But I didn't know there was a one and done Dallas Texans before then. Yeah, and they Now did they both play in the Cotton Bowl? Because I know in 1960 the Dallas Texans that moved to Kansas City, their home was the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see that, but I but again, it's cool. I didn't know that there was an original Dallas Texans team that only lasted one season. I I was I was aware of the AFL one that became right. the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that the Baltimore Colts came from an original Dallas Texans team. No so, idea. So that that was cool. But the initial purchase that set all of that up 
was in 1951 when the NFL purchased the New York Bulldogs. So how about that? Bulldogs. So the New York Bulldogs are the original franchise that have led up to what is now the Indianapolis Colts. So that's I thought that was pretty cool. All right. And did you know that today is also Dan Reeves' birthday? Dan Reeves, the great Dan Reeves. Born on this day in 1944 in Rome, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Today would have been his 79th birthday. I believe he passed away a year or two ago. He did. And then today is... January 2022, a year ago. January 1st. Man, on New Year's Day, man. Now, you know, One... you know he was a, uh, a cowboy, right? He did play for the Cowboys. He coached for the Giants, Falcons, and Broncos. He also coached for the Cowboys. Yes. He was an assistant until 1980 with the Cowboys, and then he took over as a head coach for the Broncos in 81, was with the Giants as a head coach from 93 to 96, and then the Falcons 97 to 2003. He played for the Cowboys from 1965 to 1972, was uh, Dan Reeves. With the Cowboys. What position did he play? Running back. Running back. There you go. Career rushing yards, 1,990, 3.7 yards per carry. He had 25 touchdowns, 129 catches, and 17 touchdowns receiving. Uh, He was good as a head coach, 190, 165, and 2, 11, and 9 in postseason. So not not a bad career playing-wise or coaching-wise for one Dan Reeves. A happy birthday to the legendary Dan Reeves. Did you know that today is also Janis Joplin's birthday? Janis Joplin. Born this day in 1943 in Port Arthur, Texas. Mm-hmm. She, great, great singer. Me and me and my Bobby McGee, that's one of my favorite songs, which is, it's a great song. And then she, uh, she also is a graduate of the Port Arthur Memorial High School class of 1960 alongside. I don't know. Former Cowboys head coach Jimmy Johnson. Really? They sat right next to each other at graduation. Nah, come on now. I, yeah, Johnson and Joplin right next to each other. Or maybe a couple seats down, something like that. But they were, they're on the same row, I suppose. But yes, they both graduated from Port Arthur Memorial High School in 1960. Wow. So that, I thought that was cool as well. And then also, did you know that today is Dolly Parton's 77th birthday? Really? Born, born this day in 1946 in Sevierville, Tennessee. Of course, known for great hits, Jolene, 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. She uh, turned 77 today, so happy birthday to Dolly Parton, Janis Joplin, and Dan Reeves. There you go. Did you know from Ryan Fox here on Game Time on ESPN Central Texas? Time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's John Morris. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show returns tonight live from Rudy's, plus Baylor women's basketball back on the winning track with a win over Kansas State. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Allen Samuel 
Eagles in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. That is tonight for the return of our Baylor Coaches Show for the spring semester. Come join us beginning at 6 p.m. tonight, 6 to 7, live from Rudy's, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and men's basketball head coach Scott Drew. That's tonight, beginning at 6, live from Rudy's. Last night in the Farrell Center, Baylor women's basketball snapped their short two-game losing skid with a 69-48 win over the Kansas State Wildcats. Baylor very impressive with 28 assists on 29 made baskets in the game. Dariana Littlepage Bugs led the way with 19 points and 11 rebounds, her seventh double-double of the season. After the game, head coach Nikki Collin already turning the page to Sunday's game with Texas. This was good for us just going into the Texas game. Um, really important to have like a little momentum coming in. Now, obviously, stylistically, it's like night and day. Texas isn't going to play a zone. Um, they sure as heck aren't going to pick us up at the three-point line. And so, and as far as I know, they lost. Did they end up coming back or did they lose tonight? Right, Texas Tech has gotten them twice, uh, once last year too. So, um, you know, so they're going to be even a little edgier, you know, when they come in here. So, um, I would just challenge our fan base um, to rise up. You know, we we really need this to be our best crowd so far this season, and I mean our best crowd um, by 30 or 40 percent. Like we need people. This team needs people. This team deserves people cheering them on and and because um, I promise you they're going to be there at Moody when we go down there. So, you know, we, we've got to show them, um, you know, but we're, we're still there one game out of first place and clipping along and we just got to play one game at a time. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women hosting the Texas Lady Longhorns Sunday in the Farrell Center. It's a 4 p.m. tip off on Sunday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Warren White's Ryan Fox along with you here on this Thursday as we cross over the 8 o'clock hour, seven minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock. And joining us now is Jeff Wilson, Rangers Today. And uh, if you haven't signed up for this newsletter from Jeff Wilson, go do it right now because if you are a Ranger fan, you won't get any better information than you do from Jeff Wilson. Jeff, how are we today? Doing good. I appreciate that, Ward. Rangers, we're, what, 37 days from pitchers and catchers. Is it time to ramp up for Texas Ranger fans? Oh, yeah. Uh, it really is. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to ramp up. It's always, you know, they, they have what's called the Winter Caravan, which tonight I, I believe is in Round Rock at 5 o'clock if anybody wants to go down there. But uh, uh, kind of that kind of is the start. And there will be Fan Fest at, at the end of the month on the 28th. And then after that, it's two weeks and you're gone. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's getting real now. <laughs> Jeff, who is the – most anticipated in your mind ranger coming up through the system that will likely get maybe the nod in spring training maybe just start getting his feet wet in spring training and become a must-watch player for this team right now yeah well you know technically josh young still has his rookie status but i let's not count josh because he's he's gonna be the third baseman assuming he makes it to makes it to opening day healthy um you know, I I really like uh, these these pitchers. You know, the Rangers are the, it looks like are really going to be counting on guys like Cole Wynn, maybe Jack Leiter, maybe Owen White um, to to throw some innings this year. You know, Wynn and White are on the 40-man roster. They are Rule Five eligible, so uh, they're protected. And, and depending on how the bullpen shakes out, you know, you might see Glenn Otto in the bullpen. And if that happens, then your first line of defense is is, is Dane Dunning, and, and then probably Cole Wynn. So, so I, I would say Cole Wynn. You know, he, he had the he had the kind of crappy year last year, and uh, but he, he made every start. He battled through injuries. Uh, I, I think this is the year for him to kind of take off. So I'm going to go with Cole Wynn. Jeff, did the Rangers do enough with their pitching staff in the off season in your mind to make them? Maybe not a contender, but a team that, if things just fall right, they could be within reaching or striking distance when you get toward the end of the year. Yeah, you know, I, the, the the one thing that that still kind of hangs over this rotation is the, the health because it, every guy they got had, <laughs> had medical issues last year. You know, I mean, it, except for Martin Perez, you know, and he, he's back, but. Um, if you look at the rotation, Degrom, Degrom didn't even pitch 70 innings last year. Now, when he when he pitches, he's the best pitcher in baseball. But how much are you going to get of him? So you got Degrom, uh, Nate Evaldi, who seems like a great guy. He made 20 starts last year. Uh, Andrew Heaney made 77, I think 77 innings last year. So he, it, it's very fragile. I mean, the rotation looks great on paper, should be good when healthy, but. It's, I mean, I don't know that there's ever been a bigger question about health over rotation than, than this one. 
When you look at Martin Perez, you just mentioned him. Is there anything that you say, well, that just could have been lightning in a bottle for Martin Perez because we've never seen it before? Or do you think that he actually got over that hump? Uh, I, I think he got over the the hump when you listen to him talk. You know, he he's saying things that that the Martin Perez that uh, we knew from what 2012 to 2018 uh, didn't say, and and you saw the composure on the mound that you you used to not see from him. Uh, he, you know, he's learned some lessons, and then um, you know he didn't like the way things ended in Boston in in 2021 when he got sent to the bullpen and. Uh, I feel like he had a, pr- a point to prove that he, that he was still a good pitcher. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's not happy that he didn't get more than a one-year you know, a one-year deal from the Rangers and that he had to take the qualifying offer. So I think he's motivated again. Now, if he, if he look, he had a two eight nine ERA, I think, in 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he if he if he pitches to a three five ERA, I mean, that's a that's a more than a half a run dip, but that's a really good pitcher. So. Um, I'm I'm curious to see it. I, I've got faith in Martin. I'm a little biased. I've known Martin since he was 17. So, uh, you know, you, you pull for the guy and uh, hope for the best. But um, it just it just looked different. You know, it just really looked different last year. Jeff Wilson with us here on Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. And Jeff, Ranger fans are used to having big personalities and faces of the franchise. It's been a while since they've had that. Who are those Rangers now? I mean, that's we were talking about that the other day. Um, there, there isn't one, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who is, who would you say is the who's the outgoing guy on this team? It's not Corey Seager. It's not Marcus Simeon, right? So, you know, do the Rangers hope Josh Josh Young becomes that? Um, you know, like <clears throat> Leody Tavares is, is really charismatic, but he's not established. Adolis Garcia, great player, comes up in big moments, but. Um, you know, doesn't doesn't like speaking English, even though he's fluent in it. Uh, Nate Lowe seems like a fun guy, you know. So maybe maybe it's one of those two guys, Garcia or, or Lowe. Um, but you're right. I mean, they you know they've always they always had uh, you know Michael Young or Pudge or or Adrian Beltre guys. Are like, hey, that's our that's our guy, and they mm-hmm. don't have it right now. So uh, they they might in the clubhouse. You know, I, I would assume that Marcus Simeon is the, the the leader, kind of the quiet guy who brings everybody together but publicly who, who do you sell you know you, i think right now you're just selling the contracts of, of seager and Simeon and Degrom. you're selling hope don't don't fans yearn for that guy on your team though sure i mean you know i think it, it, it's hard to find a team that, that doesn't have one i mean I, I think the teams that don't have one are the rebuilding teams but even like you know the pirates let's say uh, they have some young players who are charismatic and who, who have the chance to, to do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Braves, I mean, the, I guess Acuna is the good face, but, God, they have a bunch of faces. So right. uh, it's, I, think, I think winning will cure a lot of that. Jeff, what are you most looking forward to or what do you have to see from this team coming out of spring training? I know that we're still a ways away from it, but in your mind, if you see what, you feel good about this team's chances. Um, the, you know, the health of the rotation, which we talked about earlier. And then, um, this, the, the lineup getting better against, uh, uh, like elite teams, you know, the lineup was really good last year overall, but kind of struggled against the, the, the really good teams. 
Mike Houston, who, you know, they lost Verlander, but, geez, they're still very, very good. So, you know, if, if – if, if, and it's not something that you're going to see necessarily in spring training, but it's something that the team recognizes needs to improve. And I'm sure there are little things that hitting coaches will, will be able to see that, that you and I probably won't be able to see. But mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if they're, if they hit the ground running, I mean, they, they face the Phillies on, on opening day and you know, the Phillies have a good rotation, you know, it'll be tested right away. So I think it, I think if they've made adjustments to hit good, good pitching or to, to lay off of, you know, junk that, that these great pitchers all seem to have, uh, I, I think I think that's a good sign. Rangers today is where you can get all your Ranger information from Jeff Wilson. He also covers the TC Horn Frogs and noise out of Fort Worth that a familiar name to Baylor fans, Kendall Browse, is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Frogs and and keep that offense at a high octane offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I mean you guys are. You know, you know it better than anybody. He was in the thick of all that Baylor st- stuff, and uh, how you know how culpable and and you know all the reports and all that stuff. It, it, it's bothering a lot of TCU fans. Yeah, the, you know, TCU and, and Baylor are, are rivals, and Gary Patterson created the created the kind of the tension. You know, he with, with Art Briles and. And this, you know, Baylor was was public enemy number one, and and now they've gone and, and hired the, the offensive coordinator, you know, the son of Art Bryles. And look, Kendall Bryles is a is a good offensive coordinator. You know, from a football X's and O standpoint, you, you really can't argue it. With the, the baggage, though, is what's really bothering some people. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because they haven't scheduled a news conference. The school hasn't even announced it yet, um, but. It's it's going to be interesting to see. You know, you know, if you got some really riled up fans, and uh, if, if they're you know gonna do what they say and drop their season tickets and stop supporting the program, uh, it'll be interesting. But you know, common season ticket holder as opposed to the multi-million dollar booster, they, they matter more. So if, if the boosters are on board, then there's really nothing the fans can do about it. It. it- I know it hadn't been announced yet, but it's a done deal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Frogs Today, who I work for, you know, reported it. A number of outlets have reported it. Uh, the Ar- Arkansas outlets are now, you know, talking about who's going to replace Kendall Bryles and all this <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, it's done, but it's not done. Done, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. But um, it's going to be interesting, you know. I, but I, from an X's and O's standpoint, if you strip everything else away. It's a really good hire. Jeff Wilson with us here on Game Time. Jeff, tell them how they can find Rangers Today and Frogs Today. Well, frogstoday.com. Um, um, if, you're, if you follow the Big 12, as, as you guys down there do, and, and uh, you know, want to stay up to date, I think it's nine ninety nine a month, so it's, it's not going to kill you. Uh, Rangers today really won't kill you because it's five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars for the year, and um, you know it's 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 heating up. We're we're, we're ramping up our, our coverage, and when I say R, I say me because I'm the only I'm the only employee. So um, <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun though. It's a lot of fun. And, and the good thing about it, it comes right to your inbox like mine, and it's just absolutely wonderful insight to the Texas Rangers. If you're a Ranger fan, go get it today. Rangers today jeff we appreciate the time as always have a great rest of the week and enjoy your weekend we'll talk to you again soon man all right same to you guys thanks all right there he goes jeff wilson rangers today 
You getting excited about baseball yet, Ryan? I love baseball. I'm so excited, especially with all the additions they've made to the ro- pitching rotation. I'm just, I'm nervous because it's the Rangers, but I'm just, I'm excited to see how it goes. You and Tom drinking that Kool Aid. Good grief. Hey, I'm not over here saying they're ALS champions or anything, but <laughs> they're going to win the AL West. Oh, my gosh. You've been brainwashed <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> Let's talk sports with Stephanie. That's next on Game Time. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I don't think the reporter did anything wrong other than just wasn't really clear. And what Gundy loves to do, and he's been doing it for years, he likes to appear, you know, here I am, I've got my coaches back, and he likes to embarrass people and belittle people. Some people might want to call that bullying. I just call it being a jerk. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Goodfeet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Calling all hippies and cowboys. Texas's own Cody Jenks. The baddest independent country artist on the planet. Saturday, March 11th. Extra Co. Event Center. Special guests Josh Malloy and Aaron Viancourt. Tickets on sale this Friday at noon at extracoeventcenter.com and codyjinx.com. Saturday, March 11th. It's time to get loud and heavy with Cody Jinx. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. At Glass Doctor, our trained specialists are experts at fixing foggy and cracked glass, leaving any residential window looking like new without replacing the entire window. 
Bring back the view of any window with Glass Doctor. Visit glassdoctor.com to request a free estimate on repairing your foggy or cracked windows. Let Glass Doctor bring back your view. Call the Glass Doctor, we'll fix your paint. Oh, yeah. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Ryan Fox along with you here on this Thirsty Thursday. Time to talk sports with Stephanie here <laughs> on this Thursday. And we were talking just a few minutes ago, a, a beautiful day outside. It is uh 24 minutes past the hour eight o'clock and already the sun's shining down on central texas a nice 46 degrees which is <laughs> at least closer to what it should be well a high of 66 today though come on man <laughs> i know but hey i was watching the news this morning like i Wait, do every what? morning yes i do you i watch, watch the, the news? news i do <laughs> i want to see what's going on in this world <laughs> but get this uh-huh came to the weather yeah Ryan might be right because they said no. Listen, that me right? Yeah, right. So that there's a possibility of wintry ice storm. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Wind ice poss- <laughs> a possibility of wintry conditions next week. We might get some snow and ice. Raise the roof, Ryan. Uh, I don't believe it. Ice, I don't ice, believe baby. It. <laughs> right, is that a good thing? I, I don't really, I don't need the ice. I don't want the streets iced over. Although, snow. yeah, I want snow. Well, you got to have a little ice on the street so we can have a snow day. Otherwise, oh, you, you won't, I you won't stay locked home. in. You want to be, be locked at home, in. locked yep. in, curled up, make, make red beans or make chili and just uh-huh, sit, sit in, in front of the fireplace, watch Netflix. Right. You know, I wonder if anybody else likes that or is that i'm sure us? maybe just you and me more but i like it <laughs> just a day or two just a snow day for a day and then i'll get bored and be like all right let's go but hey right. i went to school with vanilla ice by the way you did uh-huh went to high school yeah he is yeah. he's from north texas yes he is but which leads me into the oh. sports talk today okay this is about professional athletes that think they're a musician here we go. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Here we go. Didn't know this. Deion Sanders. He sang or attempted to sing. He did two, recorded two albums. And in 1994, his big hit and video was Must Be the Money. Did you know that? No. Look it up. Must Be the Money. <laughs> That's how it goes. I watched a little bit of it until I just couldn't take it anymore. John, <laughs> really? Okay, you ready? John McEnroe. In 1997, he uh-huh. married legendary singer and songwriter Patti Smith. Okay. He then decided that he wanted to play the bass guitar. So he joined the band with her, 
and he was awful to where she finally said, look, one of us is going to have to work away from home on a music tour, and it's not going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. Next, <laughs> did not know this, Kobe Bryant. Kobe? I did not know that one. Kobe Bryant, before he started his basketball career, he was in a group, and he was a rapper. The record label Sony signed them, and then when he took a break, he decided to go solo, and he recorded the rap song Kobe. After the record label heard it, thought it was awful, <laughs> they, they uh, canceled they his contract. It. Yeah, they're like, no, go play basketball. But so he actually made a record? He did. He did. And then Ryan, so, can you find that? Yeah, it's up. Look at it on YouTube. This is his song. Now, wait a minute. You got to... Listen, this is Be song. very, very careful Make here. sure the words are okay. <laughs> but this was his song. Is that hilarious? It's fantastic. He likes it. I can't imagine why he got dropped by the record company. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. But <laughs> he, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the next one, did uh-huh. not know this quarterback, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. He plays the drums. Yeah. He's actually, I, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that one. Him and his I've bro- seen him play with somebody, and I can't remember who it was now. I don't know, but he's actually pretty good, and he plays in the Flutie Brothers Band, I guess his brothers, and they play it at Terry. Makes Ter- sense. <laughs> right. And he plays Gee, thanks at- for joining, Steph. <laughs> Hello. I'm just excited about possible snow and ice tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they play at charity events all over. But yeah, he's a pretty good drummer. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, and I can't remember who i saw him somebody popular I, yeah somebody really somebody that was having a concert he happened to be there and they asked him to sit in but i can't remember for the life of huh. me who that was but I, I i saw it i can't i'll remember. look on the google see if it's there but yeah he's on pretty google if googles. it's anywhere it's on, oh, the it's on the googles here we go you ready this gets good remember carl lewis Yes, I do. He won nine University gold medals. Houston. Yes, he won nine gold medals. He is the four head Olympics. track coach at Houston right now. Is he? Yeah. Okay. You of age. Well, he tried to uh, be a singer. I remember that. And it was a it was horrible. Awful, awful <laughs> he actually recorded a record in 1987 called Modern Man. Yeah, it's terrible. It was terrible. And then what really put a nail in the coffin was in 1993, he sang the national anthem before Chicago Bulls game. <laughs> yeah, and it was not good. It was awful. He got roasted for singing the national anthem. Right. Just like, remember when Fergie tried to do that? Yeah, that oh, was, it was not good. awful. Anyways. Anyways. So, I did not know he, he mm, I did not yeah, know about he, that. He gave it a shot and it was not a very good shot. This one is hilarious. Guy Lafleur, Lafleur hockey player. Is it Lafleur? Guy Lafleur. Yeah. Hockey. Okay. So he played for Montreal Montreal Canadiens. He recorded um, a disco album. Whoa! But here's a great thing. <laughs> it was just him reciting hockey rules and instructions over disco beats. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. But people bought it. He did it in what? French. They did it. No they one did. bought that. Yes, they did it in French and they did it in English. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think it's that's funny. Great. All right, you're going to love this one, Ryan, since you're going to the WWE next week. Ooh. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man. He I think he had a song on MTV. There is no equal. And, oh, gosh. Really, Ron? Um, he actually can sing, and in 2003, he released a song called Be a Man. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine how bad that is. I uh, know. We'll have to look it up. Okay, next. 
big old Shaq. He was I a rapper. He, I knew that he had an album out. He he actually had a couple, and um, he had a single off one of his albums called I Know I Got. Don't know what that means. But Does it, it hit, really matter? <laughs> no, but he hit the top Billboard 100, and it made it to number 35. I mean, if... If Shaq walks into your recording studio and says, I want to record an album, you, are you going to tell him no? Absolutely not. <laughs> but did you know this right now? Okay, you know, you see him in commercials, endorsements all over, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He actually is a DJ. Like, he'll go to clubs like in Vegas and DJ. He'll go to clubs in Dallas and DJ. He has a place in Dallas now. He does? Yeah. And I, I know a friend of mine that saw him in a club in Dallas, and he got up in the DJ booth and- And did it? And did his thing? Spun some records. That's pretty. He's, you know what? He's really talented. He is, yeah, and he's very generous too. He's a good dude. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, the golfer John Daly. No, I remember this. He can actually sing though and play guitar. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, <laughs> he had a single hit called "The Highway" in 2004. No, it's it, no, it was called um, the album was called "The Highway," and his single hit was "Hit It Hard" in 2014, and he made the top 45 countdown. Maybe they mixed it really well who, in the studio. Who's top 45 countdown? Um, I guess billboards. Mike Rose? My, yeah, <laughs> our, our buddy down the down the hallway. <laughs> but he actually did backup vocals on a Kid Rock CD in 2007. Yeah, I think him and Kid Rock are pretty tight. Yeah. Which yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I could too. I could too. Here's the best one. And then I got one more after this. The best one? Well, why this don't you say good. the best for last? Well, th- we're getting to the end. Oscar okay, De La Hoya. Okay. He can actually sing. Now, how do you know? Because I looked him up yesterday oh. and saw the video. He was actually, in 2001, nominated for Best Latino Pop Album of the Year. But he lost to Shakira. But. <laughs> so did a lot of people. <laughs> I know, right? But he's actually really good. Y'all need to look him up. All he's right. got some pipes on him. I I wouldn't know. I mean, think about it. If he can box like he does, I'm sure he can sing. Well, he just can. because you can box means you can sing? Well, I'm sure he, he learns, you know, you learn all these skills in boxing, then you got to learn all these skills with your dad for him to sing. He's <laughs> I don't think one turns the other. It might. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Here is the best. In 1985, uh-huh. look this up, Brian. The Chicago Bears. Yeah, the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Shuffle. shuffle. <laughs> were you even you weren't even around, were you? Were you born yet? Nineteen eighty five, no. My dad was His parents weren't even born yet. <laughs> my dad would have been eleven and my mom would have been seven. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, look this up. The whole football team recorded yeah. this, the Super Bowl shuffle, and they actually did it before they went to the Super Bowl. Well yeah. Listen, it's hilarious. <laughs> they were all in on it. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. Shuffling on down. We're going to do it for you. That's awesome. We'll get this. This record, this song went gold. Yes, it did. Hit the Billboard 100 at number 40 and was nominated for a Grammy for Best Performance R&B Duo Group, but they lost to Prince. (laughs) And again, so did a lot of people. But... You know, they ended up, I think they did win the Super Bowl that they year. They did. They did win the Super Bowl that so year. So all the money in the profits they made off the song was mm-hmm. like way over $300,000, which was a lot of money back then. They mm-hmm. donated to the Chicago community. Yes, they did. And um, But after they did that, 
it was like all the NFL football teams got on the bandwagon. So the Raiders did one called Silver and Black, mm-hmm. which yeah. is hilarious. And then, I mean, you name it, they all started doing it. But this one is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. The quarterback, man, just to see him up there. I remember when it when it uh, came out. Yep. So anyways, there you go. there's a little fun fact trivia. All right. Music for you today. Sports and, uh, and music. <laughs> athletes. Hey, they go together. Athletes, they do. Athletes and music. So there you go. Does every musician feel like they should be a famous at want to be a famous athlete and every athlete famous athlete so. want to be a famous musician i think so i think i it's think just, one in turns the other doesn't it i think so i mean i would like to be both myself <laughs> just saying <laughs> i'm gonna go practice <laughs> you're gonna go practice well you know if i ever make it out to the camel farm i'm gonna practice camel racing so that can make me a professional athlete oh and then i can just like then you can singing then in the shower cut an album yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll practice in the shower. It'd be awesome. I'll, ma- I'll make it about Campbell racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm and cheese sure, rolling. I'm sure there's a <laughs> number one rolling. seller right there. I bet. I bet. I bet Grumpy Old Fan would buy one <laughs> if I were right here. I bet he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Stephanie. All right, have, have a, good a great day. day. Stephanie with sports. Well, that's interesting. I like that. That was great. All right. Coming up next, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib. He'll join us. Find out what's on Bryce's mind. That's next on Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Sooners this Saturday from Norman. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with their Mexilicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is their most important ingredient. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Warren White's Brian Fox along with you. Join us now from the Waco Trib, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good morning. How are you on this Thursday? Doing great. How about you? Doing well. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us as you always do. I know you're a busy guy, but... For the Baylor women, they they have a good showing inside the Ferrell Center. That's what you have to do, though. You have to protect the home floor. They were able to do that last night against Kansas State. Yeah, and they were able to, you know, start making some shots again. That's a big part of basketball. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't start out that way. They were only about 20% in the first quarter, and, uh, I mean, um, it was ugly. I, I tweeted that it was a – looked like a crime against basketball. Um, and it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, K-State was, was not a whole lot better that first quarter. And, you know, Nikki Collins said it after the game. She said that um, it looked like uh, two teams that had been on the struggle bus that were trying to shoot their way out of it. Um, but eventually, you know, after that first quarter, I thought uh, Bella Fontelroy, freshman for Baylor, came in off the bench kind of start the second quarter gave Baylor a spark she got uh you know just got some layups and I mean I feel like once you start seeing the ball go through the hoop um you know it it opens things up and um you know eventually you'll start uh sinking some shots and and Baylor did and, and shot much better as the game progressed and and then just really uh you know played better defense too I mean um, you know, again, K-State missed some shots that they, you know, that teams would probably expect to make, but they, you know, got to, got to give Baylor credit too. I mean, they got after him and, um, I thought Jamie Asbury really had a, had a great game. She was coming off a pretty rough game against West Virginia. She was one for 12 in that one. Um, but, but she scored 18 points, uh, last night and, and guarded uh, K-State's, you know, best player, uh, and Gabby Gregory. And Gabby came in as the, you know, tied for the Big 12 lead in scoring. And, and uh, Jamie Asbury held her to about, you know, six below her average and four for 19 shooting. So, um, you know, pretty pretty good night for, uh, for Jamie Asbury. You mentioned the defense getting better for the Baylor women. Isn't that what good teams do, though, good defense translates into good offense 
Yeah, and good defense can win you a game when your shot isn't falling, you know. Um, that was really some of the issue in that in that little two-game losing streak for Baylor. It wasn't just that they had, you know, that they, they couldn't make a shot. It was that, you know, they were uh, slow in, in rotations and slow in communicating on defense and, and – uh, and that had been really good in the three-game winning streak to start the Big 12. So uh, you get back to that, and because uh, defense is all about effort and, and communication, and um, and it can be a lot more consistent than your shooting. You know, your shooting is going to come and go, but uh, you, you defend, you'll keep yourself in games. Big game coming up on Sunday for the Baylor women, hosting Texas inside the Ferrell Center. Yeah, and uh, Texas will probably come in uh, fired up because they lost the game last night at Texas Tech, um, you know, just after entering the top 25 again. Um, and I had I wrote it in a column the other day that, uh, you know, sure, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Baylor fans that are kind of uh, wringing their hands a little bit and, you know, woe was us and that, that kind of thing because Baylor fell out of the top 25. Um, that said, you know, you win games in the Big 12, you'll be, you'll put yourself right back in the top 25. And and the Bears are the equivalent of uh, 26. I mean, that's not how they do the poll, but, um, but, you know, they're the top team getting votes. And, you know, if they beat K-State and you beat Texas on – on Sunday, you're right back in it and, you know, and have a chance to move up. And so, uh, obviously the Longhorns are talented, but they've been kind of erratic, you know, up and down. Um, but always a, a fun rivalry. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, it, it's been kind of the best women's basketball rivalry probably since A&M left the conference. And, um, Nikki Collin called it after the game. She said, look, we need uh, 30 to 40% more fans than we normally have for, for this one. Um, you know, she, she sort of challenged Baylor fans to, to get out and come to the game. On the men's side, they get to win in Lubbock over Texas Tech and now starting to chip back away at the standings in the Big 12 and stay on the road and take on Oklahoma on Saturday. Another opportunity for them to keep – trying to work their way back up the ladder, so to say. Yeah, uh, big win for sure. Um, anytime you can go on the road, the Big 12, and, and win, that's that's big. Um, Keontae George is, is special. We've talked about that. I mean, how could you not? I mean, he's, uh, he's an incredible player. Um, much like we just talked about with the women, I mean, I feel like, you know, defense is a big key for Scott Drew's team. Um, and it's, it's been, you know, a little up and down too this season. Um, and, you know, I think they're, they're lacking uh, uh, that, that stopper, that, that tough guy, kind of the enforcer. I mean, I think that would be where everyday John would be really, really um, helpful. <laughs> um, but, you can get after it, uh, you know, even if you don't have kind of that tough guy. So, um, you know, Baylor has to keep playing like they did at Tech, and, and uh, you know, they'll be right there in the mix um, competing for a Big 12 championship. 
Let's talk Big 12 football and TCU loses their offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, to Clemson, but they go get a familiar name as their new offensive coordinator, Kendall Bryles, heading to Fort Worth to join uh, former Stephenville Yellow Jacket as well, Joseph Gillespie as a D.C. Yeah, uh, big news, obviously, uh, in college football. And, um, you know, you're, there's going to be a lot of people that uh, applaud this move, and there's going to be a lot of people that I would say vilify this move. Um, I I tend to um, wonder uh, why coaches like Kendall Bryles and Jeff Levy have never um, – you know, spoken up about what happened at Baylor and sort of um, their role in it all. Um, they, you know, they've just really never answered a lot of those questions. And so, um, you know, that that would be my take on it. Um, but, you know, Kendall, Levy, you know, Kaz, all those guys have continued to get jobs and so, you know, it's not surprising to me. Um, and, you know, I, I, he's not coming off a great season at Arkansas, but, uh, but okay, I guess. And uh, certainly um, knows uh, his dad's offense uh, well. And that was what, you know, Baylor really hung its hat on, I would say, um, for a lot of years. You know, they kind of called themselves America's top offense. Um you know, uh, there's there's things about that offense in hindsight that I always – well, even not in hindsight, even at the time, I thought, oh, you know, sure it would be good if they, you know, could occasionally line up with a fullback or, or you know, under center, or, you know, when they get down by the goal line or something. You know, it's, it's very much a – I would say a finesse offense, um, but it can run the ball. So, um It'll be interesting, and uh, you know, I'm sure uh, we'll have lots to talk about when uh, when Baylor and TCU play. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, with us here on Game Time, and for the area in Central Texas, girls basketballs turned the corner now into second half of district play. Is there anybody separating themselves right now that you have your eye on? Uh, in girls basketball, I would say you know La Vega. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're on another level, uh, you know, and obviously Fairfield as well, but, um, man, I mean, Conley the other night, uh, they're, they've got a good team. They have 19 wins on the season and La Vega beat them by like 50. So, um, that just shows kind of where La Vega is at right now. La Vega, I, I thought pretty impressive over the, uh, excuse me, over the Christmas break, Right after Christmas, they they went up to the Metroplex and played in a tournament up there at Duncanville, and um, and played I, I want to say three teams that were out of state teams, like some of the better teams in the country, mm-hmm. um, and you know just a four A team, and I think that you know we're playing a lot of five A and six A squads. I mean um, this you know, I think is the year they circled as uh, the ones they're hopefully, you know, trying to put another state championship in the trophy case. Um, they, these, these, the junior class that they have right now, they've all been together since, you know, they were freshmen and, you know, they've made the regional tournament the last two years. 
um, and they've got a good shot to to get to state and to try to to bring that trophy home. They got a lot of talent, a lot of uh, quickness, defense, you know, some shooting. Um, it's a well-rounded team. He has Bryce Cherry with the Waco Trib. Bryce, what are you working on for the trip? Oh, a few things. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously we'll have more Baylor and high school basketball coverage. Um, and, you know, working on a column, uh, I, I thought that one of the things that came out of the uh, DeMar Hamlin thing was uh, just sort of a, a, a maybe a newfound appreciation or um, – just about the power of prayer uh, because there were a lot of people around the country praying for DeMar Hamlin. Maybe not all of them actually followed through, but I would say a lot of people did. And uh, I'm kind of look at the, the uh, impact and, and, and basically I think in sports prayer is more um, noticeable and prevalent than, than really anywhere in society anymore. You don't see uh, people praying and, shows and movies and that kind of thing like you do um you know in sports and and certainly here at baylor or you know at at baylor here in town we you know we see it a lot after games and stuff so i kind of look at that and um you know dig into it a little bit bryce cherry waco trip with us here on game time hey bryce appreciate the time enjoy the rest of your week have a great weekend we'll talk to you next week all right thanks appreciate it there he goes, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib. We'll take the break, come back, put a bow on this when his game time returns right after this. Recently on the John Moore Show. John Denton with us, longtime color analyst for TCU. Well, you know, the pressure's been on us for a couple of years, Johnny, since uh, you and uh, Baylor basketball team won the national championship. I mean, we at TCU had to do something. I'm running out of time. So I think yeah, you are. Like, if, if we're going to do it, it needs to be this year. There you go. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what good, about the ones where the people look like they've got those big like umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes too if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. Two five four. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had four nine two two. Wind blew her down the road. That's where she ran into the car. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, General Manager Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. 
Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Baylor women scored a 69-48 win over Kansas State at the Farrell Center last night. Dariana Littlepage Bugs led the way with 19 points. Chelsea Wooten scored 16 of her game-high 21 points in the first half as the MCC women beat Cisco 93-46. That's 15 consecutive wins for the eighth-ranked Highlasses. The Cowboys have signed kicker Tristan Viscano. He will back up Brett Maher, who missed four consecutive extra points in Monday's playoff win over Tampa Bay. TCU has hired Kendall Bryles away from Arkansas to be the Frogs' offensive coordinator. He takes over for Garrett Riley, who left TCU to become the offensive coordinator at Clemson. In the NBA, the Mavericks lost to Atlanta 130-122 and the Rockets lost to Charlotte 122-117. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Wardlands Ryan Fox along with you here on this thirsty Thursday as we creep up toward the 9 o'clock hour don't forget this afternoon john morris at three o'clock he'll have all kinds of baylor insider information for you and of course matt mosley will take you right up to six o'clock tonight here on espn central texas we want to thank our guests today rj achoa from blogging the boys talking cowboys with us also jeff wilson talking rangers and tcu and bryce cherry from the waco trib with us today tomorrow we will uh Hit the ground running. Kyle Yeomans will join us. We'll also talk a little Baylor basketball in Oklahoma with Ryan Aber and some more surprises for you coming up tomorrow as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and stay right here on ESPN Central Texas for John Moore starting at 3 o'clock and Matt Mosley at 4. For Ryan Fox, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. <laughs>